Hi everyone, my name is Jody, and I am your host of the Exploring the Midwest podcast. Um, before we jump into today's podcast, I just want to know what topics would you like to hear about? Are there any subjects in the Midwest that you would like me to explore a little bit more? Please send me your ideas. You can email directly to Jody, J-O-D-Y, at familyrambling.com. That is Jody at familyrambling.com. And when you're done listening, if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review at Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Android. Your reviews help other people find the podcast. If you can't leave a review on your podcast app, take a minute, take a screenshot, and tag me on Instagram at Jody Halstead, and leave just a few kind words. I really appreciate it. Now, let's start exploring the Midwest. So our guest today is Dave Lawrence. Now, Dave is the Vice President of Travel Michigan, better known as Pure Michigan, if you follow them on their social accounts. And moderating the chat today is Amy Piper. Amy is the publisher of the travel blog, Follow the Piper, and author of the Michigan chapter of the new book, Midwest Road Trip Adventures. So thanks to both of them for joining us today. Dave, thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule to chat with us. Hey, it's great to be with you, Jody. I'm actually in Flint today, and I'm checking out uh, uh, many of our cultural institutions and uh, other attractions here that are all coming back to life uh, after COVID. So it's good. <laughs> we love to hear that. So your Michigan is one of the most recognized um, travel brands out there, really. You, you hear it and you think of things that are very fresh and very natural and very open. Can you tell us a little bit about that tagline? Well, you know, a, a brand is really just a reflection of a product, in this case, a destination. And years ago, I think it was 15, 16 years ago, we worked with the uh, Michigan Travel Commission and dozens of people who knew Michigan. Eventually, we brought in McCann Erickson, our advertising agency of record, uh, and, and we discussed, you know, what Michigan is. Uh, and, and basically, we, we kind of figured it out. And it's always so easy when you're done. You say, well, of course, it's a place with natural, abundant beauty and, um, you know, friendly people and unique places and experiences to offer. Uh, and, of course, the trick is how do you represent that in your marketing tools, advertising and such? So Pure Michigan was born because of the very, you know, talented group over at McCann and some of our staff uh, to put it together. Um, a, a good marketing campaign, a good brand is is simply uh, something that tells the truth truth about a place from our perspective. So I'm hoping when you see an ad or you hear about Pure Michigan, you say, yeah, that, that really is what it's like. So when people think of Michigan, they probably have some misconceptions. I know you just said you were in Flint, mm -hmm. and that can probably bring up some questions to people. Um, what would you say are the biggest misconceptions that people have about your state? Yeah, well, actually, if you were to ask somebody, you know, far, far away from the Midwest, um, maybe international audience somewhere about what do they know about Michigan? They're likely going to say Detroit. Um, and it used to be they might say bad things about Detroit, but people are starting to understand that Detroit's really turned it around in the last 15 years. And it's just a great place to live, work and play. It's vibrant. 
really incredible to see what's happening there. And of course, COVID has hit Detroit as it's hit Michigan, as it's hit the entire world. But uh, we'll come back because Detroit has this fighting, gritty spirit. And that's why they are where they are today. Flint's kind of the same way. So that that used to be the story that people would kind of think negatively about Michigan because the only thing they had ever heard were bad news stories coming out of our biggest city, a city that had gone through you know decades of challenge and transition because of a change in the world economy, and we just weren't prepared. Well, we got prepared, and the people of Detroit said, we're tired of this. We want to turn this thing around, and they did. At the same time, the rest of the state probably was a little bit ahead of Detroit and kind of you know, getting ready for that next who we are uh, at the same time uh, that most of the state has always been, uh, you know, filled with natural experiences, you know, four seasons of, of fun. So it kind of all came together. And today, I think partially because of the Pure Michigan campaign and partially because people have been traveling here, experiencing what we have in reality in that word of mouth gets out. And because of travel writers and such coming in here and telling the real story of Michigan, people now see Michigan in a different way. They see Michigan in, in what I think is a, a truthful, you know, really emotionally connected way. It really is a, a, a pretty unique place. Uh, with with incredible destinations and, and so much diversity of people and places. it's I think it's a lot to do with the four seasons, but it also has a lot to do with the people who live here. We have all been through so much this last year, but Michigan's kind of used to getting th- going through a lot. And we learned, I think, before most people in this country and maybe most people in the world, how to get through adversity and get on the other side and, and be better off for it. So Michigan is a really unique state in the fact that it's kind of two pieces. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, know, you have your, what is it, the mitten, yeah, and then and then the Upper Peninsula. And that makes it I don't, uh, almost like two for one, right? Yeah, it's true. Well, you know, we always, you know, I always kind of jokingly say, you know, north of the knuckles, meaning, you know, if you look at the back of your hand, the left of your hand, if you're, somebody's looking at that, um, you know, north of the Knuckles is almost all small towns, beautiful natural experiences to offer. You know, we have 11,000 lakes and many of them, most of them are north of that line. And then the Upper Peninsula is this, man, it's just a nature lover's paradise. And then kind of the lower part, still a lot of rural, a lot of small towns, beach towns, things like that. But most of our bigger cities are in that area, like the beautiful city of Detroit uh, that's gone through this great transition. Uh, but I think it, partially because we're two peninsulas, we do have a couple of different personalities at the same time as well. The Upers really pride themselves on, you know, independence. And every so often there's talk about breaking away from the rest of the state. You know, so that's always kind of fun. Um, and they're really into, you know, really celebrating the kind of the rustic nature of nature. Where the lower peninsula, a lot of people like to go to the UP to experience you know, the, the out of doors temporarily, and then kind of go back to their city environments later. Now with, with that, you have kind of a, an interesting um, dichotomy. It's, it's, uh, you know, two peninsulas, one Michigan and this, this unity. Can you say that for me a little bit? Well, you know, during COVID it's uh, unfortunate that we were also going through a political you know, transition and, you know, the presidential elections and everything. And we all know about all that, you know, that uh, just 
incredible negativity that was out there and in the divisions that were set up and continue to uh, you know be where they are today. So we felt that we could use the brand to communicate and remind at least people here in Michigan that, yeah, we might be a people of two peninsulas, but we are one pure Michigan, that we are stronger when we work together. And when we think like this, that you bet we're different. We're all different. You know, there's the right side, the left side of the state, the north, the south. Um, and there are, you know, we tend to live in groups. So there are liberal areas, there are conservative areas. But in reality, we are one state. We are one group of people trying to make life better for the rest of us. So we used Pure Michigan, the brand in that way. And, and in the heart of COVID, we had no funding at the time because mm -hmm. just by chance, because of a political disagreement between the administration and the legislature, we had no funding. So we, we reached out to the agency. We reached out to our staff and said, well, what can we do? We just felt the brand is so appreciated by so many people is so loved by so many people that we would put it out there and just remind everybody beyond every other difficulty we're dealing with and disagreement that we're dealing with. Just remember we are two peninsulas but we are one pure Michigan. And I think it really did help to kind of maybe set back some of that negative mood and, and uh, get people thinking a more, a little more positively and looking toward the future as well. That is really, really a great sentiment. Now, Michigan is, I don't know, it's, it's also unique in the fact that there is a lot, you're, you're peninsulas. So there's water around both parts of the states and and you have a great lakes presence. And that leads to just year round activities. What are the, some of the things that people can expect in each season? Yeah, I always like to say we're a people of the water because we do touch on four of the five great lakes. And we have 11,000 inland lakes, which is really a big surprise to a lot of people, but we just have a lot of lakes. The glaciers were very good to us when they uh -huh made their last departure. So um, so we are, um, you know, just a type of people who like to be on the water, in the water, under the water, uh, but whatever it is, we're so connected, just like people out West might be connected to the mountains, we're connected to the Great Lakes. Uh, and about everything we like to do has a connection of some sort in that way. You know, fishing here is huge, boating. We have the the more we have more boating licenses in Michigan than any other state in the, the country, uh, as an example. So people love to experience our waters and our lakes. You're never more than five miles away from a major lake or stream. Uh, we have some of the best fly fishing that there is in the country. It just kind of goes on and on and on. And because of the seasonality changes, because we're so far up north, you know, you know, beyond the, the border of uh, Ontario, um, we have very distinctive different seasons. So somebody like me whose favorite season is winter, a little strange even here to have that sentiment. Um, you know, I have learned long ago how to really love winter with, with everything from, you know, skiing uphill, cross country, downhill, uh, snowmobiling, ice climbing, dog sledding, snowshoeing, ice fishing, whatever. There are so many things you can do in the winter time as an example. But the thing is, you have to get out there and do it. So <laughs> that is the hard part. one thing about Michiganders, because our winters can be cold and long, that most people realize if you're going to enjoy that fourth of the year, 
you have to get out there. And of course, all the other seasons are, are extremely popular, you know, spring, summer, and fall. And people just love to do all those things that are, that are natural when it comes to uh, the out of doors experiences. And then we have these great cultural institutions like, you know, the Gilmar car museum there, you're just showing. It's just a tremendous place. The biggest auto museum in the country, in the hemisphere, really. Which and, makes, um, makes yeah, sense. <laughs> it does being, you know, the, the home of American automobiles, you know, with Detroit. And we actually have the, the automotive uh, national, uh, national automotive heritage area here as well. Uh, and it's a lot bigger than just Detroit. It goes like from Detroit to Flint to Lansing to Kalamazoo because of the auto heritage there. So it's it's this interesting connection between indoor and outdoor experiences, culture, nature, um, you know, great city experiences, great ur uh, urban and um, rural experiences. It, it's just a great place. And I think that Michigan has a really terrific support local vibe. You talked a little bit about all the small towns and really for small towns to thrive, they have to have the support of the community. And that I think is where you get that, that great, um, you know, buy local, support local um, feel. Can you talk a little bit about what kind of local uh, support that, that people might find if they're visiting a small town, what might they run into? Yeah, well, um, and I think it's partially because of the challenges that we've had in this state with the economy changing for many years and, you know, us losing so many jobs because of automotive, you know, going around the world and, and us not having been prepared back then, um, that, that we realized early on we needed to support ourselves. We're a state of 10 million people, so we're one of the, the bigger states. And I think that maybe we would have had a little bit of a, a jump on on that kind of support local sentiment. During COVID, it's been a different type of need to support local because of the needs for, you know, shutting down businesses and, and other, other, you know, challenges that they have all been going through. So we actually, during this time, we put together a, you know, hashtag support local MI. And uh, it's been tremendous to see everybody you know, supporting their restaurants with, you know, in a variety of ways and their retailers and, and everybody else. I mean, we've lost so much during COVID, thousands of businesses. I mean, we've lost two to 3,000 restaurants alone. Um, I'm hoping that many of them, most of them will come back, but, you know, you just don't know. So uh, it's so important for us to support each other. And as much as I believe in traveling all around the world and getting those experiences and supporting you know, Americans and in, in, in interacting with people all around the world because it's so good in every way. Right now, we need to think about home and think about supporting our local businesses who employ our neighbors and our kids and ourselves. So it's, it's going pretty well. So as we think about traveling in the Midwest and the adventures that await us in Michigan, what do you think people would find as a surprise coming into your state from another Midwest state? Well, you know, it, it's funny. I remember um, years ago, we had a, a Great Lakes uh, USA meeting. That's a consortium of all the Great Lakes states for international marketing. All the travel directors and, and their teams uh, work together on that. And we had a meeting uh, in the uh, kind of the, the southwest sector of the lower peninsula, pretty close to Indiana border, actually right on the Indiana border, close to Chicago, New Buffalo area, just a beautiful area. And we had all these other people coming into the state. And and 
they got to the meeting and they were coming to the parking lots. And one of them said, we have nothing like this back in our state. Well, of course they do. But I think it's always a surprise to see these really beautiful places, just the awesome, the kind of that connection between nature and the way the people of the local towns kind of slowly built up their communities. It's cute. It's, it's comforting. It's beautiful. So you'll find that everywhere. Um, and then um, everything that you might be interested in, except for salt water and sharks, you're going to find here. Uh, and, and I think, again, because of the four seasons, that's possible. I mean, I went ice climbing yesterday near Flint. Now think about that. For, you know, climbing a frozen waterfall in effect, but this was an artificial one. In the Upper Peninsula, you can do in this area, that's Grand Island um, near Munising in Lake Superior, where you can ski out there and ice climb these huge frozen waterfalls that come off of those sand, sand um, stone cliffs. It's, it's awesome. So I think the beauty is is often a surprise to them. And the one thing I hear from everybody, it seems a little weird to say it, everybody says, boy, those Michiganders are so nice. I, I'm <laughs> really proud to hear that. I feel the same way about everywhere else I go, but it's always great to hear. That is wonderful. So when you are thinking about a Michigan trip, what kind of things do you find that people are looking for most when they are maybe doing their research? Do, do you have um, a certain a certain thing that really stands out when people are planning a trip? Yeah, in the past, it was always um, they were either looking for um, experiences uh, to go to like small towns, enjoy beach experience and all that. Or they were looking for the real, you know, the cool city experiences, you know, the Henry Ford Museum, Detroit, Grand Rapids, you know, our bigger cities, Lansing, um, capital experiences and such. But COVID's really changed that dramatically. And we can see it through search results. People are looking to go to places like here in the Upper Peninsula, where you can naturally distance. We've been doing it there for eons. So, you know, people can do that so naturally where you can go hiking in beautiful areas um, and not see anybody, you know, that day. Or, uh, and you can still do it in a safe environment. You don't feel like you're so far away from, you know, humanity that you're going to get lost. Uh, but it, it's it's possible here to, to, um, do the things that I think people are most looking for right now after COVID. Um, and of course, now that we can virtually do everything, at least temporarily virtually work, virtually go to school, whatever, we're finding that people are going to places they haven't been to at that season in a long time. Like people have been exploring Michigan during this winter, like I've never seen. It's great to see. That is amazing. Now, um, our moderator, Amy, uh, has said that she loves Mackinac Island. Mackinac Island is someplace that has been on my personal travel bucket list for years and years and years. And it's unique in the fact that for your automotive state, there are no automobiles on this island. Yeah, it's right between the two peninsulas. If you're going north um, on um, the Mackinac Bridge, the Mighty Mac, you look to the right and you see this cute little island and you're going to see Grand Hotel, this massive beautiful Victorian style hotel there. And then of course, all these other really neat houses like you can see in, in the picture here, the downtown area is just a fun little area for shopping and dining and such. What people don't often know is it's a most of the island is a state park. It was actually the second national park in the country until it was gifted to the state 
uh, by the the feds. So it's it's just an awesome place. It's it is set back in time. It's the kind of place you need to be there for at least a couple of nights to kind of get the sounds of life out of your mind, to to really take in the sounds of the clip clops of the horses as they're carrying people down the roads. Uh, you know, take a bike around the island and into the interior, the forested part. It's just an awesome place. Really special. It sounds absolutely magical. Um, the funny thing is you mentioned the Mackinac Bridge. And I think a big conception that people might have is that they think the Mackinac Bridge goes to Mackinac Island. And it <laughs> yeah, doesn't. No. You cannot yeah. get to the island um, what, only by ferry. Is that right? By ferry, yeah, either from the lower peninsula or upper peninsula. You can actually fly in, which is like a carnival ride, by the way. It's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> and of course, in the wintertime, you can snowmobile there. I, I I don't personally do it, but they do it. That sounds amazing in a cold and, um, yeah, in a very cold way. But, it, <laughs> yeah. you know, being being able to snowmobile over a Great Lake. Just it's probably it seems like one of those I'll only do it once, but I kind of got to do it experience. Yeah, well, if you and if you're ever going to do it, make sure to go out with a local outfitter so it's safe. Yeah. But you know the lakes, Lake Superior by uh, you know a place like Munising uh, where you can see in this area. I mean the the ice gets you know a foot deep, so you can drive a car on it, and they often do. That is just amazing. Um, we do have Fran Folsom checking in from uh, Fran is out in Cambridge, Massachusetts. And she said, Detroit's making a comeback. She and Amy were discussing the museums in Detroit. And there mm -hmm. are quite a few really great museums in the city. Yeah, people usually think of the Henry Ford uh, and Greenfield Village uh, and all their other you know, amazing places that are part of the Henry Ford. It is our number one attraction in the state. And it's an awesome place. It's all about American innovation. It's not a car museum. They have a, a big section on cars. But it's a museum that really um, demonstrates the innovation of America and Americans, this great, you know, this great gathering space for people from all over the world who are innovators and they were before and they are today and they will be in the future. So it celebrates that. But there are, I mean, you can, it's it, the, the Arab American Museum. They have the, the art museum. The Detroit Institute of Arts is one of the best in the country. It just kind of goes on and on. It's, it truly is great. That's just fabulous. So, Dave, I want to thank you again. Um, oh, Amy says the Motown Museum. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How can I not mention that? Uh, Motown Hitsville, USA, where Motown music was born. Thank you, Barry Gordy. So for people who want to know more about Michigan and maybe start planning their own adventure, I'm assuming they can order a paper travel guide, a nice, a nice uh, shiny booklet. Yeah. Yeah, if you go to michigan.org, bottom of the page, you'll see a, a place to order the guide. And actually, like so many other destinations, we're reusing last year's guide because we weren't able to distribute it because of COVID. Still all, you know, great content. It's not dated. Uh, there might be a few pages here and there, but it's, it'll be a great guide for you to pick up. Uh, there's a digital version on the website as well. And, of course, that major website, as Tim Allen always says, your trip begins at michigan.org. That is excellent. Dave, thank you again so much for taking the time today to join me. And for everyone watching, visit michigan.org and you can start planning your trip right there on the website. The images and videos will inspire you and make you want to go right now. Great to Thanks. be with you. Thanks so much.